What did the pencil say to the paper? I dot my eyes on you. <laughs> Welcome to the Daily Devotionals podcast for kids and adults. I am Pastor Colt. Last time in Mark's Gospel, we learned that Jesus and the disciples reached the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And this is after Jesus calmed the storm. When they got there, they met a man who was possessed by a demon. Actually, many of them. We learned a bit about this man yesterday. If you haven't listened to that one, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that one before this one. We're kind of picking up in the middle of that story. Let me just briefly tell you about this guy. He was suffering. He would cry day and night. He would cut himself with stones. He couldn't be chained or handcuffed. Uh, he would just break free. He lived in a graveyard and the people couldn't help him. It was a very sad deal for sure. I, I want to finish this story today. It's kind of long but very interesting. I'm going to start in verse 6 of chapter 5 and read through verse 20. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you, by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly, Do not send him out into the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and he begged him, saying, Send us into the pigs, let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs. And the herd, numbered about two thousand, rushed down the steep band into the sea and drowned. The herd, the herdsmen fled and told it to the city and in the country, and people came to see what had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had the legion sitting there, clothed, and, his, and, his, and he was in his right mind, and they were afraid. And this, who had, and those who had seen it, described it to them, described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs, and they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. And he was getting into the boat, and the man who had been de possessed by demons begged him that he might go with him. And Jesus did not permit him to go, but said to him, Go home to your friends, tell how much the Lord has done for you, and how he had had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis, how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone marveled. Well, we know that Jesus would heal this guy. We knew this from the very beginning, that Jesus would feel sorry for him because of his suffering. But I find this story very interesting for several reasons. The first is that Jesus, that Jesus asked the demon its name. Now, Jesus didn't have to do that. In fact, most other places where Jesus delivers somebody from demon possession, he doesn't ask the demon anything. Actually, there are people that try to do this today. They try to speak to demons, which is a very foolish thing. 
Jesus is God, and Jesus did this here for a reason. And the name the demon gives tells us why Jesus asked the question. The demon says that its name was Legion, for we are many. The name Legion means army. Now just think about that for a moment. The reason that nobody could control this guy and that it is because there was an entire army of demons within him. We know from this story that there were people that were watching this situation. There were people who knew the demon-possessed man. And here they learn that there was an army of demons within him. And also notice that this army of demons didn't even try to fight Jesus. They begged Jesus, don't send us out into the country. Uh, please send us into the pigs. And then Jesus, he gives them permission to go into the pigs. They couldn't do it without Jesus' permission. He had that much control. The army of demons needed permission from Jesus. Jesus was in total control over this situation. He was in total control over the army of demons, and they knew it. An army of demons is no match for Jesus. There's another reason why I find this story so interesting. Remember, after the herdsmen told the people what had happened, they didn't want Jesus in the area anymore. I would guess that is because 2,000 pigs just died. That had to be a big deal for the people. 2,000 pigs, that's a lot of food. That's a lot of livelihood. People would get, are getting money from this. But it just goes to show how these people were more concerned with the pigs than they were the life of this man who had been delivered from the army of demons. The people saw him. They knew that he was in his right mind. But yet they were concerned about what had happened to the pigs and that Jesus just killed them. The people should have been rejoicing. They should have been flabbergasted that an army of demons was in this man and that Jesus commanded those demons to leave, and they did. Uh, the power of Jesus should have been an amazing thing for them to witness. They should have bowed and, and worshipped Jesus instead of asking him to leave. But the one that really understood this situation, the one that had the correct response, is the man that had been delivered. He wants to go with Jesus. He wanted to be by Jesus. He wanted to be with him. And Jesus tells him to go and tell his friends about what the Lord had done for him, that the mercy that he had been shown by God. The fact, in, in fact, we learn that this man proclaimed what Jesus had done for him in the Decapolis, which is a, a ten-city region, so quite an area. The idea here is that he told everyone that would listen, and people marveled. It is quite a story. What we are supposed to see here is a connection, though, with ourselves. We might, we might not have been delivered from an army of demons, but Jesus has delivered us from the power and presence and penalty of sin. Jesus took upon himself the curse of sin and death that we deserved. We sh what should our response be to that? Well, we should be so grateful for what Jesus has done for us that we want to proclaim it. So many people view sharing the, the good news and the, the gospel as something we have to do. It's not a fun thing. It's not a natural thing. But when we look at this man's response and start thinking about what our response should be, sharing the gospel with others, sharing the good news with others, 
should be very natural for us, just like it was very natural for this man to tell what had happened to him. Jesus has forgiven our sins. He's taken us from a, a place of spiritual death to a place of spiritual life. Our eyes are, are wide open. And what we have to look forward to is an eternity with God. Perhaps the problem for us as Christians is that we don't spend time at all thinking about what Jesus has done for us. The more time we spend thinking about what Jesus has done for us, the more we will be grateful and the more we will want to proclaim it. If you remember our memory, we've been going through the, the catechism for girls and boys. Uh, we've, we've talked about the first three questions. God, uh, who made me? God made me. What else did God make? God made everything. Why did God make me and everything else? Answer, for his glory. Join us tomorrow for more of the daily devotional podcast for kids and adults. My name is Colt Robinson. I am the pastor of Bethel Church in Yale, South Dakota. You can find us online at BethelMBChurch.org. You can find this podcast on the web at DailyDevosForKids.com or wherever you like to get your podcasts. If you have questions or comments or a joke idea, don't hesitate to have an adult help you reach out to me on the website or use the message feature in the episode description. Adults, if you like the podcast, please share it on social media. Give us a good rating, which will help others find it. And I will see you tomorrow.